605-860-5958. Welcome to Inspiring You for Success, your ultimate guide to unlocking your full potential. Get ready to embark on a journey of empowerment as we count down to the start of today's episode. And now, please join us in welcoming your hosts, Gabe Iltz and Jacob Lyons. These visionary minds are here to guide you towards achieving the success you deserve. Gabe Iltz, a seasoned expert in personal development, and Jacob Lyons, a dynamic co-host with a passion for self-discovery, are here to inspire, motivate, and empower you. Together, they'll explore the uncharted territory of unleashing potential, sharing actionable steps and game-changing insights. As we near the start of the episode, get ready to dive deep into the world of personal growth, self-belief, and the fascinating role of AI in unlocking your potential. 1098 so stay tuned dear listeners your journey to success begins in three two one now hello everyone welcome to season two episode four of inspiring you for success the podcast this episode is all about building resilience jacob how would you like to start us off today um you know when it comes to building resilience it's not about uh, just being knocked over and getting back up i see it as more of a way of you're thrown into the water and you have to learn how to swim up. You see all those videos of people who are like, uh, you know, you, you don't know how to swim and how do they teach them to swim? They don't, they don't uh, watch videos and, and, and learn in these weird ways on, on land. They throw them in the water and Go teach them fly. to swim. Yeah, teach them to swim, throw them right in there. And so uh, when it comes to resilience, you know, you have to face adversity to build resilience. I like that because... Uh... Resilience is the ability to bounce back from adversity and grow stronger from it. So that's, I like how you put that very well. Right, and there's, there's always going to be, like you're never not going to need resilience. You're always going to face an adversity or a, a trial or a struggle. It's always going to be a skill that you need to have. And it's not per se, I know I said it's a, a skill, but it's something that you slowly gain over time as you meet these difficulties yeah it really is it really really is um i want to mention uh maya angela's uh wisdom here uh she her one of her very famous quotes is you may encounter many defeats but it's you that must not be defeated resilience is another thing too. You got to be resilient to your own self doubts. Oh yeah, stuff like that oh, yeah. too. And speaking of self doubts, if you haven't already, I believe that was episode two. We went over that. Uh, go back and check episode two, um, because that was a really good episode about your mindset and stuff. And you have to have a strong mindset in order to be resilient. I mean, really? it's, yeah, it's it's true. Mindset's like the foundation of building resilience. If you don't have a, a developed mindset, any trials that you meet, it's just going to be a trial. It's just going to be something that knocks you down and you don't learn from it. You don't adapt from it. Right. Resilience is, the, it is part of the key. And I like how you said adapt to it. Sometimes to be resilient, you must be able to adapt to adversities and stuff like that. You, um. I don't really have a 
very pliable example, um, but I have used an example of resilience in the past talking about um, my first uh, reoccurring client of mine. Uh, I was troubleshooting her device and I couldn't figure out what I could do in order to uh, get the device fixed before they closed, so I asked them to take it home with me. That was me being resilient to uh, a situation that I was in, you know? I had <laughs> to overcome a obstacle, and that's what resilience is, is overcoming obstacles, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, not just overcoming them, but every time you meet that same obstacle, you're better at defeating it. There was somebody who said, they said, make a million mistakes, but don't make the same mistake. I like that. Me too. Yeah. And, and resilience is really, you're making mistakes, but you're not making the same one over and over and over again. You build up a tolerance to the adversity that you face. You learn from it and you know how to navigate it the next time so that you don't make that. You know those, every TV show basically has them too. Um, those episodes where they redo their day over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Oh, yeah. What you were just talking about made me think of that. And uh, they're really, what you're talking about, uh, don't make the same mistake. Or you can make a million mistakes, but don't make the same one twice, right? Mm -hmm. And in those episodes, you really start seeing that now that you think about it. You start seeing how they're making minor shifts in what they're doing to get towards a better, you know, goal and stuff. Those right. whole episodes are about how that character is building resilience. Yeah. I never really thought about that till this podcast episode like that. That's a, that's a really good I didn't even uh, I didn't even think of that. But right. yeah, you're you're right. You're right. They huh. they every time they go through the day something happens and they're like, "Oh, you know, last time that I went through this, this is what happened." They kind of develop that Fix in their mind. It, where yeah. They know what's to come at that exactly. point. Exactly. So what they do what do they do? They might step out of the way. They might talk to someone, you know, whatever it might be, they figure out how to be resilient to the next obstacle. Right, exactly. I I seriously like that. Yeah. I never a... really thought of it like that at all. All the way up until you got talking about it like that. Um I mean, sometimes the best thoughts are like right on the fly, you know? They are, and that's another reason why I like doing these raw like that too, and I only do talking notes now, is because I wouldn't have remembered that if I threw it in my notes. Right. I, it would have been there, but I wouldn't have known what I was doing with it. Right, yeah. So, yeah. and another reason why I brought Jacob into here for another perspective too I wouldn't have came up with that thought if it wasn't for you coming up with your thought, you know? Right, yeah. Exactly. So bouncing off of each other, that really helped here. Um, are you... How are you on your notes here? Do you need to scroll? What's going on? Yeah, here? go down a little bit. Go down here? Alrighty. How's that? A little more? Oh, that looks good. Okay. Um, so... Let's talk about some strategies for building resilience then, uh, since we're on the topic of those TV and movies that just keep replaying themselves and how we got to talking about how each 
time they redo that day or that uh, segment or whatever that scene it is, mm -hmm. how they slowly pick on to things and just make micro adjustments to what they are doing. That goes into uh, habits, quite literally. Mm -hmm. Discipline leads to habits. Habits leads to, um, quite honestly, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We were talking about this for next episode, weren't we? A little bit. Even done recording this episode, so I don't even want to go there. What do you got going on here, well, Ben? Honestly, when it comes to this subject, one of the main things is adapting. Like okay. there's, there's a lot of people, you see the difference between somebody who's resilient and somebody who isn't is the resilient person adapts, the non-resilient person gives up. You know, the adversity. They fold, fumble. Exactly. They fold, fumble, whatever it is that you want to call it. But the, when the person gives up, that just becomes a negative experience for them. Um, you know, it, they didn't learn from it. They didn't value it. But mm -hmm. the person who adapts... They learn from it. It becomes a positive experience because they used it. You know, they chose to not let that thing become just a bad memory. It became an opportunity. I like that. I like that. And uh, another way to be resilient is going into your mindset again. Uh, you kind of have to develop a mind, a resilient mindset to things. Mm -hmm. And how you're going to develop that is knowing that maybe that person that bumped into you at the grocery store is having problems of their own, you know, and they needed to just take it out on someone, you know. Don't let a public interaction uh, sway your entire mood, basically. Being resilient to uh, bystanders really would help tremendously even, too. Um... Some coping mechanisms uh, for resilient too. Understand that uh, a lot of influencers run into this uh, hate on their social medias and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and you really have to build that resilient mindset when it comes to being a content creator, an influencer, or a figure at which we are trying to develop ourselves to be here. Right. Um, and I personally, myself, on my reels that I upload on Facebook, you know, I get over 100,000 views on my reels. And I get hate from some of them. Like, uh, it's, I'm just, if you don't like my content, so be it. You know, don't take the time to waste your damn energy to try pissing me off because it's not going to work. Right. As simple right. as that. You got to be able to build a resilient mindset to the hate, too. Um, i seen something on Facebook. If someone is hating on you, they secretly want to be you. That uh, reminds me of the fact that a lot of people, um, your haters, a lot of people have said they're the ones who are below, who are trying to get to the spot that you're at. Everyone that is encouraging you and is, is helpful, they're the people who are at your level or even above you even, you know? Um, but um, another thing when it comes to like hate on social media and, and all that, you should be at a point where you don't have time to consider all of this exactly. pointless hate. You should be focusing on everything that you want to achieve and all the ways that you want to grow. I, I'm not going to have time to look at people's hate comments and, oh, you know, they said this or, or this person said that. 
don't matter. I'm, I'm too busy. So you want to interact with viewers and commenters though, even the hate though, because those hate commenters, those are going to be your number one supporters. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, there's, there's one thing that you can do that if you want to have like a happy medium, you can allow, and this is getting better and better as it, it comes out uh, like a chat bot to auto reply to anyone. And I don't know if you can like program it to reply based on the response or if it's just a a blank statement, but if you could have a AI chatbot that mm-hmm. responded for you, you could get even more comments because it would comment on, say, a hateful comment, and then that would instew conversation, and other people would be commenting, either agreeing or disagreeing. It would just build more of an opportunity for other people to see the post based on the amount of comments okay. that you were getting. So, uh... We're going to get way off topic now. You yeah. ever see the movie iRobot? I'm not, I don't think so. Okay, so basically it's an AI that takes over the world, basically, tries to, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're talking about how uh, AI interacting with hate comments. What if uh, AI starts to understand those hate comments, you know? And then... Critique you? Yeah. Well, my whole point in bringing this up was this is a way that you can turn adversity into success or resilience by utilizing a just a simple tool yeah. that you can apply on comments, for example. Yeah, it's I, like I it's, like that though. Um, you what is it? AI anything? You said it was called or something? Oh shoot, I can't remember specifically, oh. but I have. Uh, I'll, I'll do the research. There's an and AI to... for that. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's an AI for that. Dot maybe com. You, yes. Hop on there's an AI for that dot com and maybe we can find like a, uh, a chat bot, you know, something right. like that. Um, another thing that I mentioned to you was like repurpose IO and stuff like that too, how they're just sending out a bunch of uh, uh, content. They take out uh, bits and pieces from our podcast and, you know, send it out to all social media platforms. That's where you're going to, if you're starting to produce content of that uh, degree, you're really going to start getting a lot of hate with that. And then that AI bot in there with your comments, that's just going to keep driving you up even more. Exactly. Exactly. I basically just painted a picture for you guys how to get viral right there. You can you can only win when you take Advantage. anything that's negative and turn it into something that helps you. Take advantage of negativity. Right. And and here's uh this is kind of a little bit of off topic but everyone hates when somebody talks behind your back, right? Oh yeah. It's the worst. I'm like, "Well, that's really helpful." Because when you find out that somebody is, you can eliminate so many fake people out of your life. You don't have to waste your time and your energy talking to those people anymore. No, exactly. And now you can focus on the people who are loyal to you behind your back. Okay, so you're thinking of it as a good way. And another way to think about it, too, if they're behind your back talking crap about you, right? Mm -hmm. You know there's something that you're doing that they're not. Mm-hmm. And they're really mad at their self. So they need to, instead of focusing that energy on hate, on someone doing better than yourself, you need to realize that and really start to 
become resilient of your own mindset at that point. Mm -hmm. So, and to be honest with you, people like that, you're not going to be able to persuade them. Right. Right. Simple as that. But they are a good opportunity. They are. They are. They really are. Um, let's talk about turning challenges into opportunities. And since you've gotten into talking about this year, um, where are we at here? Segment two. All right, Jacob, you want to kick this segment off for us? Um, let me see what I have for my notes here. All right, while you're doing that, um, explain how challenges can lead to personal growth. Going back to, um, yeah, uh, how I was in, uh, my clients and trying to troubleshoot that computer, I I couldn't fall back on anyone. It was yeah. up to me to figure out what to do, right? Mm-hmm. I had to, I couldn't rely on anyone. I couldn't go out, call them, say, hey, what do you want me to do with this device? Should I come back Monday? Should I take it with me? I had to come up with that solution right then and there myself. And that gave me the ability to say for me personally to say that no one's gonna get this done unless i do it right oh yeah and that immediately flipped a switch in my head that i realized i need to focus on my own personal growth Mm -hmm. then that will lead to more of a professional growth as well Right. Yeah. One, one, I like, I like, uh, what you did there because one small piece of growth eventually compounds and leads to massive growth. That's like when people say, if you just have 1% growth over each day or each week, even, and you just have that 1% growth, 1% growth, eventually how much growth is that, that going to be? It's going to be a lot, a ton. And going back to talking about how habits become, uh, more of a where you need discipline to form habits and habits to form you know uh actual visual achievements Mm -hmm. uh this is getting more into next episode a little bit which is actually going to be a really really good episode i can't wait for that episode we already started talking about it and we're giving you little teasers here in this episode for Mm -hmm. it i guess uh, just a little bit what we've discussed. We haven't even jotted down notes or anything for it. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to use uh, Morris Mandel's uh, quote here. The darkest hour only has 60 minutes. It's an illusion or to the illusion, illustrate the idea that even in the toughest times, change is inevitable. Mm. Mm, I like so, that. Yeah. So... The darkest hour only has 60 minutes. And I would have to say that in that darkest hour, knowing, having the mindset, oh, you know what? In 60 minutes, it's going to be light again. You know, in in life, when you're in that darkest hour, there's going to be light again. You know, even, even, even when it, uh, like I've heard the quotes where they say, you know, it's uh, every night only has so many hours in it. And it's true. Like, you have to stick with the mindset of there is light on the other side. I actually did a reel about this. I actually stood in the middle of a storm outside in the rain and was like, hey, it may be thundering, lightning, storm, and right now, 
like when you wake up in the morning, it's going to be bright, sunny, and beautiful, mm -hmm. right? This goes to show if you be resilient, you realize that troubled waters are inevitable. Mm -hmm. You will find the light of day. And here's the thing that I think is important for people to realize. You might, if you're in that darkest hour, it's your responsibility to find that light. Nobody's going to come over and and find it for you. You need to create that. You need to build the mindset. You need to okay. become resilient. So can I address an elephant in the room real quick? Yes. If you are currently in your darkest hour, mm -hmm. you need to know if it's hell right now, something fantastic is about to come. You need to know that. You're working through your darkest time now for something big that might happen 10 minutes from now, might happen two years from now. You don't know, but keep working at it You know that because it will come. That reminds me of somebody, um, they were starting an Instagram page and it was, they were posting um, videos about how they made their edits on cars. They okay. just posted really, really cool. And he said, it's, in the moment when you don't want to post, when you don't want to, to, to create that content, when you don't see any growth, that it counts the most. Because really at, at any moment, he said, I knew oh. that it was going to come. And it, and it did. You know, he sh shared the rest of the story. And eventually, one day, it was like 25 followers. The next day, 100. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And he never would have got there if he stopped posting and stopped creating that content when he didn't feel like it and when it was difficult and when he didn't see any growth. I want to talk about another thing on Facebook that I've seen recently. If I were to give you a million dollars right now, mm -hmm. just clear as day, you take that check to the bank. The bank tells you, oh, it's going to take seven to ten days to post. It's a big check, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to run around happy, hunky, gory, living the high life Absolutely. in that ten days, right? Yeah. Because you know that million dollars is going to come. Mm -hmm. Why don't you live every day like that? Because even if I'm not giving you that million dollars, you're going to work towards it and get it yourself. Right. And I mean, like, I know this sounds kind of cheesy, but like life itself is a huge gift. It really you're, is. You're not, you know... You, you could have uh, gotten into a car accident two years ago and been paralyzed from the waist down, and you're not. You could have been, you know, you could have drowned as a kid. You could have, there's a million and one things that, that something could have happened to you, and your life could be completely different. To be honest with you, I should not be walking this planet right now. I, sh I was pronounced dead at one point in my life and actually basically put in a body bag. Wow. And I don't want to get into the story because it's a really hard, hard thing to talk about, especially when it comes to my family, mm -hmm. because my sister is actually permanently paralyzed from it. Wow. But that is a huge obstacle that my family ourselves had to be resilient of, build resilience of our own emotions from that tragic moment, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it, I, it's, 
like you were saying, you never know what's going to happen. Right, right. And quite honestly, there another reason why last week I was saying I felt like my purpose to being here was to help. Because I really shouldn't be here. Right. I really shouldn't. My sister shouldn't be here. You know, my entire family really should not be here. But let's keep going on here. Yeah, and, and I was going to say before um, is that uh, when it comes to growth, it takes opportunity and intelligence. Like we were saying before, you have to be intelligent enough to use these hardships or, or, or see them first, the mindset, to see them as opportunities and have the intel- intelligence to use those opportunities as a way to build the growth and create a mindset that's surrounded by resilience, you know? I like that because not only is resilience a mindset that you're building, it's basically habits that you're building towards your mindset then. Right, yeah. I like that. I really do. Um, you got a nice Helen Keller quote here. Uh, you want to kind of talk about that real quick? Well, when it comes to real-life examples of individuals who have turned adversity into success, I think Helen Keller is a, a very good example. Like, she was blind and deaf, and this woman achieved quite a bit. You know, like, Doesn't everybody... Did she have an Oscar or something? I'm not specifically sure. Where, I think she uh, got an, a medal, some sort of a award or medal. Um, but, like, you, everybody has... Well, I most people at least anyways have read about her in the history books and she could have just been an absolute nobody that nobody ever heard of you know but she would even though she was blind and deaf she still went out and did not let that stop her you know and talking about how helen keller was blind and deaf i want to talk about how some of the best barbers are blind really some of the best barbers are blind and I have had my hair cut by a blind barber before. And to be honest with you, it's a little bit scary when you know he's got that knife to your neck as he's trimming the back of your neck and then comes up front here to grab your beard real quick. It's a mm-hmm. little terrifying. Mm-hmm. But man, I can't remember his name. I only had him do it once because I was so terrified in that chair shaking mm-hmm. doing it. I did not want to put him through it, let alone myself again. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the best haircuts I've ever gotten. Oh, wow. And you wouldn't think of that a blind barber would give such a good cut. Mm-hmm. But he has the ability to feel your skin, where the hair starts and where it should end. See, and that's a perfect oppor- or a perfect example of how, even though he was blind, he mm-hmm. still exceeded in being able to feel. Because a lot, a lot of them do. He exceeded in being able to feel, and he didn't let being blind stop him from being a barber. It, nobody would, would would guess, you know, a blind person being a barber. That's insane. Yeah. But he didn't let that stop him, and he turned adversity into, you know, success through the, his other abilities that he had. He utilized those, and he, you know, he Can went... Can you imagine the resilience the man has, would have to build for himself, though? Mm-hmm. Having a kid sitting there staring at him. Mommy, is that man blind? I don't want him cutting my hair. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would that would take a lot to Yeah. You know, having a customer I did it because I seen all the customers going in and out of that place, you know. <laughs> That's the only reason why I went in there to get my hair cut. And then when I'm sitting in the chair talking to the man, he's like, Oh, by the way, I can't see a damn thing I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like Okay, you're holding a knife to my neck right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, I'm a professional. I've been doing this 80 years, or not 80, like 53 years or something, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I trust you at that point. You're experienced enough to do it, mm -hmm. you know? But he had to have formed some kind of resilience to be able to flat out tell me that he's blind in the chair as he has got a knife sitting there trying to shave me, you know? Please right. Me out, make me look good. Right, yeah. And, you know, that uh, kind of makes me think of another aspect of resilience that I didn't think about before, before until you mentioned that. The amount of trust that you have to have when it comes to resilience. You know, you're say you're in the darkest hour of the night, you know? Okay. And you have to be resilient. You also really have to trust that there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. You really you know? do. Because, again, going back to how I said my family should not be here, not every day is guaranteed. Right. Yeah. You know, um, it really isn't. But you got to wake up in the morning. We talked about this before. You know, if you wake up in the morning, you got to be grateful. Amen. Amen. We could have a whole podcast episode just about gratefulness. We really could. And you know what? Maybe I have the next 18 episodes already planned out. Mm -hmm. But we can shift those episodes around to throw in, you know, a couple episodes here and there just about different topics that are unplanned currently, you know? Right, yeah. So we can do that. And I want to kind of get into the science of resilience. Did you have much with this segment? I, I did a, quite a bit of research. I actually went to more chat GPT for my end of things here. I, I came up with a bunch, and I mean a bunch of, of articles, but um, and I won't go go into a ton of detail because that would, that would take a, a, a long, long time. And I honestly think that we could just talk like for hours just about All right. this. So what's your philosophy on resilience? Then? Well, it turns out that when it comes to like stress and adversity over a long period of time, it is very like I went into the scientific research. It's very bad for your brain. Like you end up not just mentally Shut taxing down. you, but also physically. Like there is um, um, I would have to go through it a little more, but your body literally changes based on the stress that you are experiencing, especially when you're, you're experiencing it for a very long period of time. But if you look at the science behind resilience and um, um, stress, and if you could scroll down just a little bit here, because I can't remember specifically what it was. Um, keep on going down. Yeah. Um, perfect. Um, but one of the, there was, there was two, Articles specifically that stood out to me out of the list that I went through. And one of them, um, the research uh, found that um, when it came to resilience, I'm trying to look for where it's at here. Are you looking right here? Nope, that wasn't it. Did I scroll too far? Oh, no, not enough. Not enough. 
Um, perfect. Finding. Perfect. Yeah, there right there. Go. I was going to say findings. Uh, the findings suggest that resilience building things have the potential to yield long-term benefits. This could include sustained improvements in mental health. What the heck was that? Oh, they're not there's messing around or something. Um, but basically, it it really showed. Um, I would I would have to uh, read it better, but uh, it showed that it has a ton of long term benefits, like multiple. Reduces studies. the future traumas. I see. Yes. Too. Yes. Uh, I like that though. You. And I I put quite a bit quite a bit in there. Um, I should I should really uh, give you the article so you could like kind of put them as an end credits thing or something. Yeah, for sure. um, These articles are very very detailed, very well written, and uh, they they just go to show exactly how resilience is an absolute game changer when it comes to stress and anxiety and all of the. it stuff that you have like to deal what with. I'm seeing here, the study that you are talking about was done in 2016. Yes, that was one of them was done in 2016. One was done in 2013. Okay, yep. Okay, um, kind of skimming through your notes to kind of just because I am I'm kind of intrigued myself here now. Um, clinical practices aim to enhancing resilience and presents. Intellectual data of effectiveness in these two interventions. Uh, yeah, it says that it could uh, include sustainable improvements in mental health, reduce vulnerability in future traumas, and increase overall physical well being. Individuals with high level of resilience are better equipped with adaptability and cope in face of adversities. And that was that was um, um, not just one study, but that was multiple studies showing that over and over again, the more resilient someone was, or not, I wouldn't say the more, but being resilient, it was an incredible help in their mental well-being and physical well-being. Okay, so I want to share a personal example uh, of being resilient, and this is actually going to go back to high school. I'm not going to say a name of the group I was talking to, but uh, I'm in the middle of biology class. Uh, I graduated at Elma High School, and I'm talking to a student. I believe I just got done being asked out, and I turned them down, you know? And another student, another girl, uh, literally, like, two chairs down from us, uh, literally, it was like, you know... I don't know why I don't like you. You just let her down in the nicest way possible. And you never did anything wrong with me or to me. But for some reason, something about you I do not like. I looked up. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate you telling me that. But I honestly could care less if you like me or not. Because I'm not here to please you. I'm not here to please anyone. I am here to get my education and get the fuck on the road. Right, right, you yeah. Know? And I haven't spoken to anyone in that group since. 
Um, another thing being resilient, my whole high school I had to be resilient. I was on the football team and the entire time I was on the football team I was made fun of because uh, I have a defect from medication that I took when I was a child and you know what, I'm a flat out say it, I'm a man with boobs, you know, and being in high school, I got a lot of shit from it, especially on the football team, you know, I was called A-Cup my entire football career, and it wasn't until the end of the last day, the senior party at high school, mm-hmm. that I had a bunch of, bunch of girls walk up to me, I'm talking like every one of those guys that were calling me A-Cup, Every one of their girlfriends walked up to me and said, I'm sorry, I did not realize they were making fun of you. I wow. was resilient of that my entire high school career. You have to be. Yeah, yeah. you really have to be. I, a lot of the one thing that I think people make a mistake with resilience, though, is they let it make them bitter. Yeah. If you let resilience, if you turn resilience into bitterness, then you, you might as well have not been resilient at all. You know, you yeah. have to make it. And an interaction in your mind, at least, that yes, that was a negative thing that happened, that you turned into something positive. That was another thing that I remembered from the findings of these scientific articles. They said resilience alone, that wasn't a catalyst necessarily in the benefits towards it. It was not just being resilient, but also turning it into a positive situation that really turned the tide between being having the the emotional and the physical um, positive side to being resilient mm-hmm. or not having it at all. Mm-hmm. And I found that quite interesting. Um, I don't remember which study that was in specifically, but um, I think that's really cool because it makes a lot of sense. If I'm bitter about the situation that I got in, and I'm resilient, it's so much different than somebody who's able to turn that into a positive situation and learn from it and move on from it and even maybe even in the future be able to laugh about it, you know? And it really is. Nowadays, I just laugh about it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all I do, you know? Right. And uh, the people that we have downstairs in our living room right now, uh, they, I know them from high school and... Uh, we joke about it all the time, you know, and fucking around with each other about it and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't bother me. I built the resilience to it. And, uh, honestly, a lot of people would have never have known unless I said something. Right. Yeah. Now I see you looking, bully. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, the next segment is actually ad sponsorment. Uh, ad sponsor spot. So we want to introduce the idea to you guys to uh, be a sponsor for us. Um, whether you have a product, a brand, or even... Um, oh, what am I getting at here? A product, a brand, or even any kind of... Uh, service. Service, yes. Service. Uh, that you think would be beneficial to our uh, viewers and listeners that is a professional or personal development product, service, or even brand, reach out to us. We'd be happy to be ambassadors for you. We also want to uh, talk about guest stars and stuff like that too. If you would be a, would like to be a guest star, um, maybe you excel at a certain industry or uh, you just 
want to share your own inspiration with the world, uh, listen to the podcast, feel free, reach out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Again, I'm verified. You can find Jacob on Facebook too. Um, or you can give me a call, 999-289-5839. Um, there's multiple ways to get a hold of us. And you can be a, a guest star or even an ad sponsor. Um, we're going to do something coming up uh, kind of big for an ad sponsorship spot in the future for we were talking about it before the podcast. Um, so just wait around, guys. It's going to take us some time because we got to come up with what we are going to do, but we're actually going to come up with an actual, like, really good ad sponsorship spot for each one of our sponsors. And as of right now, we only have one sponsor. And uh, as we get through this, not this podcast episode, but the podcast series, uh, you start to understand why right now we only had the one sponsor. Um, I don't even think you quite honestly know just yet why um, we have been sponsoring Fit Fuel Smoothies. Um, and it's because not only am I kind of ambassador for them, I'm technically the wife and I going to become operators for them. Wow, okay. So, uh, maybe. Um, but anyways, I want to keep talking on here. I'm, let's go to our next kind of segment here. Oh, what's going on here? I know what's going on here. Okay, Jacob. So this is where we kind of removed the segment now and mm -hmm. we're getting back to it. Uh, so you, you kind of came up with a segment for this and I'm kind of going to play along with what you did here. Oh, you mean like the very end? Cause I was yeah, going to say yeah, that. That's where we're about at now. Cause we already did the sponsorships, which is segment four. And then we just kind of threw in segment five together with it, which is guest spots available. So mm. we're now at segment seven. Okay. You know, um, right before that, there was we're an interaction. Hold on. We're at segment six. I am misreading notes. Um, I was going to say that. I feel like there was just a little bit before that. Ah, right. But um, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, there was an interaction between Andrew Tate and Aiden Ross. Okay. That I wanted to share with viewers. So um, Aiden Ross asks Andrew Tate, he says, I want to get abs. How do I get abs as quickly as possible? You know, like I just, I want abs right now, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing. But uh, Andrew Tate was like, you have the wrong mindset. You know, you shouldn't be asking how quickly and how, how easily can I get abs. It's not, you won't value it otherwise. If you, should you be asking how hard is it? Right. You should be working for it. You should be developing yourself and creating a, a mindset that doesn't look for the easiest way out. It's not even about creating a mindset at that point. It's about disciplining yourself. That's true. That's true. And I wanted to share that because when it comes to building resilience, you're not just going to snap your fingers and have it right away. Oh, no. It's going to be something that's going to take, it's going to be difficult. It's going to take time. But on the other side, you're going to value that. that Because if you got it right now, if you were just the most resilient person in the world at this very moment, it would mean nothing to you. 
And as a result, you wouldn't truly be resilient. You'd just be really prideful. Yeah, quite honestly. And I like how you said that. Right. I really do. And I see where Andrew Tate was going at when it comes to that. Um, I want to discuss actionable exercises and practices to enhance resilience. We got to talking about how it's about your mindset, disciplining yourself, and that kind of stuff. Um, But being able to build resilience, you got to be able to take criticism and not only take it as actual feedback instead of hate, but take it as constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. That's literally what you got to do. Um, Being resilient to what someone says to someone or uh, someone's body language or the deal that just happened or Mm -hmm. something traumatic that just happened, you know, something like that. Uh, practical exercises it one of the best one is always look at the light of the situation mm-hmm. that is the best practical exercise for building resilience uh, let's say um, I crashed my car you know um, didn't hit anyone you know just hit a tree whatever reason you know um, bad side would be it was my grandma's car mm-hmm. Good side would be I'm getting a new car. Another good side to it is I'm gonna fix up my grandma's car and make it the Lincoln track car now. Right. It's gonna f- fly down the track quarter mile times, you know? Right. You know, um, and one thing I was thinking about while you were saying that is when it comes to resilience, don't just disregard every single piece of hate that comes your way. No. Because so and so because so many people do that anything that's negative they just throw it away those can be extremely beneficial like let's say that you have a youtube channel and you get a bunch of hate comments underneath there you should be able to filter through those and know which ones are constructive criticism and which ones are hate there's because there's a such a difference between that that people i think that it's it's worth mentioning because if you just throw away everything that's negative you won't grow you know, I'm going to give you guys a YouTuber that gets a lot of hate for everything that he does. I personally Uh-oh. love his channel. And it's Whistling Diesel. I a have... lot of people hate him because he's destroying, you know, $60,000 vehicles that he just bought and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are hating on him. You're wasting money, this, 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 and this, and this. Is he really wasting money? Because that money that he spent to buy that vehicle, he's producing a video of him destroying it that's making him even more money than the vehicle is worth. Right. So, tell me right there. You know, I was just giving him an example of one of the most our YouTubers that I see that gets the most hate out of everyone, and it's because he's either, in someone's eyes, wasting money or just careless about something, you know? I hmm. look at it a whole different way where you guys are hating on him because he just destroyed you know a $40,000 vehicle that you personally cannot run out and go on Ford right now mm-hmm. he just made $80,000 on destroying that vehicle that uh, yeah I, that, I get what you're I get what you're saying there sometimes um, that, that reminds me of the quote of one man's trash is another man's treasure 
So mm-hmm. while one person sees, oh, you know, he just wasted this $40,000 car, another person sees, oh, this is an opportunity for me to turn turn controversy into monetization. I actually want to bring my brother-in-law up here real quick uh, because he has a tattoo on his forearm that is glass half full. And I'm going to get his idea on resilience real quick. So let me run downstairs and get him real quick. Get him up here. Leo! Yeah. I require your assistance and your forearm. It's not what it sounds like, I promise. <laughs> Let's see if he comes up here real quick. He should be up here real quick. Oh. Coming? I want you to show everyone your glass half full and then I'm going to ask you a question. Alright, come on in here. You going to be camera shy? He's like, let me make sure I look good first. He's going to hop on the camera here. So, I got a question for you. Your glass half full tattoo here. Can you just kind of throw your forearm into the camera real quick, show people a little bit further? There you are. Might be able to see it there. What is the meaning behind that tattoo? Why did you get that? Um, Speak up a little bit. Mostly because that's my philosophy. I'm trying to always think of the positive and better side of any type of situation, no matter if I'm getting like tired of my work. I gotta think about the family that I have to support and have to help, and um, she pretty much like helps me realize the duties of being a man to me. So would you say that tattoo you got on there to remind you of resilience? Yeah, and perseverance. I like that. That's Alrighty, awesome. That's all I wanted to ask you. I appreciate it. No problem. Alrighty, so uh, little guest star here, Leo's forearm. <laughs> Anyway, that was my brother-in-law, a uh, very good man. Uh, I would love to include him as a guest star in one of these episodes one day. That'd but, be awesome. Uh, he's always had that uh, tattoo on his forearm, and you know what? You got to talking about it, and I instantly thought, glass half full, you know, and mm-hmm. I knew he's here, so I'm like, send him up real quick, you know? Right, yeah. Um. So I think we're getting to a very good point where we can kind of get to our closing thoughts, which this is the segment that Jacob kind of wrote uh, right before we started the podcast. So I don't have anything here, so I'm going to just add my own opinion to things as he is discussing. So for the last episode, we wanted a way that that viewers, or uh, my bad, last segment, we wanted a way that viewers could interact with the podcast. And by doing that, we want to ask a question at the end of every podcast that you that you can call in, send an email, however you can get a hold of us. Um, but you can answer this question and we can include it in the podcast. Yeah. So the next one is about goal setting and habits. And my question, or our question, I should say, because we both came up with this, is what is the connection between goal setting and habits? It's a simple question, and we would uh, love to hear your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, so if you would like to answer that question, give me a call, 99-289-5839. I will send you straight to voicemail, and your voicemail will pop up in the podcast. Or you can send us an email, uh, gabrielisles at inspiringyouforsuccess.com. Um, I'll try to add it when I'm editing my email phone number so you guys can physically see it for the viewers. Uh, and for the listeners, it's just my first name, last name, at inspiringyouforsuccess.com. Um, and this is a fantastic point to end it off and kind of get into the next episode, which is goal setting and goal getting. So uh, I'm thrilled for the next episode. I think we should really come up with something kind of fun for that one. Um, I like what we're doing here with these. Uh, keep it like this, but let's add some kind of fun segment in. You know, see if okay. we can uh, come up with something creative that our viewers can do at home for themselves or something. Yeah, I like that. We'll uh, we'll have to come up with something. Alrighty. Well, I have been Gabriel Isles. I'm Jacob Lyons. And this has been Inspiring You for Success, Building Resilience, Season 2, Episode 4. Can't believe it's already Episode 4. I know. <laughs> Anyways, stay inspired. Love you guys. As we conclude another insightful episode of Inspiring You for Success, we hope you've gleaned wisdom and inspiration to fuel your journey toward personal and professional growth. The world of AI and technology is a vast landscape of possibilities, and we're here to explore it with you. If you found value in our discussions, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Share this podcast with those who share your aspirations, for together, we can uplift and inspire. Join us in our next episode as we delve deeper into the realms of personal development and success, guided by the ever-expanding horizons of AI technology. Until then, remember that with AI, your journey transforms into an odyssey of possibilities. Stay inspired, stay motivated, and let's continue unlocking that extraordinary potential within you.